Welcome to What's Up, Wellness from the Third Floor. This podcast is provided by the Wellness and Health Action Team, also known as WHAT, from Portland State University's Center for Student Health and Counseling, or SHAC. We're located in the old tutoring center suite on the third floor of the University Center building on campus. Our purpose with this podcast is to discuss a variety of health-related topics in a way that will be accessible for our non-traditional campus. My name is Grace, and my pronouns are she, her. And my name is Julie, and my pronouns are she, her. We're all members of the Wellness and Health Action Team, and we'll be the hosts for this podcast, so let's get into it. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of What's Up. So today we have a special guest, Murph Murphy. Murph, if you want to quickly introduce yourself and what you do and where we can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Um, I am Murph. I use they, them pronouns. I am an Irish, white, non-binary, queer, neurodivergent human, um, first-gen college student as well. And I am the director over at the Queer Resource Center. I'm the director of Queer Student Services over at um, in Smith on the fourth floor. That's where you can find me and my awesome team. Beautiful. The Queer Resource Center is, I love it there. Like <laughs> you walk in and it's just so comfy and like it just feels very warm there. The energy immaculates. Yeah, it's an immaculate <laughs> energy happening at the QRC. And they also have, you know, we, last week, Julie and I went and talked to Murph, um, just as like a kind of talking about what we wanted to talk about today. And I screamed when I saw the green velvet couch. Oh, yep. I know that we we decided we needed to talk about the bisexual green velvet couch. We have the, <laughs> we have not only one, but two of the <laughs> bisexual green yeah. velvet couches. And I mean, they've been there for years. Yeah, so I don't want to say we started it. I think that the PSU QRC started that. <laughs> I will say that with my full chest. No, but I was so excited and happy. And it just like, it was, it's a cute space. Yeah, sure. No, yeah. And just to ask a little bit more about Murph. So if yeah. you can tell us a little bit more about your academic background, how long you've been at Portland State and what's your experience like so far at Portland State? Yeah. So I graduated from undergrad um, from the University of Scranton in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Shout out to the office, <laughs> Joe Biden also. Um, yes. <laughs> and I studied biology and math undergrad. And then I kind of went on a trajectory of, um, I was in social work for a while, sort of uh, working both in the United States and in Managua, Nicaragua for a little bit, and then um, came back to Portland, was working with just LGBTQ plus youth and at-risk youth with New Avenues for Youth. And um, after that, went to grad school, got my master's of divinity. Um, So I studied like theology, spirituality, Mm -hmm. and especially as it pertains to like social and ecological justice movements. Cool. And then, uh, yeah, slowly found my way over to um, Portland State about a little over six months ago, maybe seven months ago at this point. Um, And so I'm pretty new here. Mm -hmm. And so far, I mean, it's been a steep learning curve, but I love my the work that I get to do. I love the students, the energy, the ideas, the creativity, like love being on a college campus and just um, hearing what people are learning and excited about and putting that into practice at the QRC. So that's been pretty dope. And I also have great colleagues and love getting to collaborate across different departments, including with y'all. Yeah. Yeah, we're excited to have you. I'm you're like what you're saying, like your academic journey is just very like like being a science and math major and then now you're the director of the QRC. Totally. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to go to med school mm-hmm. and then did 
decided to take a year break and mm-hmm. then kind of went on this wild ride and um, yeah, got into community organizing, social work. Cool. And then, yeah, it's kind of the intersection of like all of my passions and mm-hmm. it's really yeah. cool. You sound like you fit the role, like, like you're carrying the role very well. Um, and I'm glad that you're enjoying your time at PSU so far. Um, so getting into like, Today we're going to be highlighting the QRC, just talking about the different resources within the QRC mm-hmm. and um, Murph, your experience with the QRC and like what things that you think are important to share or things that you're excited about sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start off with like what what do you see the QRC as and like how what is your like quote mission statement mm-hmm. or like your values that are held very closely at the QRC. Totally. I love this question. I feel like the purpose of the QRC, well, it originally started as a student group and came into formation about, I think, 13 years ago at this point. Um, and the whole mission is for folks to, or the purpose is for folks to come alongside queer and, strand, queer and trans students um, to help them achieve their educational goals and ideally persist to graduation. Because when you know, we are educated and receive education. Um, we're able to kind of uplift each other and uplift the world and have more in queer and trans representation across all areas of um, professional life and like work and just bring people um, to an elevated like quality of life too, which is access and power with education. So our whole purpose is, yeah, to come alongside students and support them through advocacy, community building, celebration, um, honoring folks, and kind of helping folks self-actualize in their educational experience here at PSU as well. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much what we do. Yeah, that's great. And I really like that you mentioned empowering students because I feel like many of the students here really need that boost of support. Mm -hmm. So I really like the idea of like empowering students and letting them know that there are people out there that is there for them. And mm-hmm. that's sometimes that's all they need to know. Totally, it's yeah. just like there's people out there for them. Yeah. Um, and speaking of QRC, what are some of the available resources at the QRC that students should be aware of and what are offered to our students at Portland State? For sure. Yeah. Um, we I always, I always say we are a small team, but a mighty team. So we have our small space with the green velvet bisexual couches. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> cannot emphasize how amazing they yes. are. Just going to keep plugging those. Um, and that, so we have a, sort of our drop-in space that's open um, for students to come, like, in between classes and sort of hang out. We have a computer lab, free printing, a mini food pantry, a lending library. Um, we have free coffee and snacks and just, like, access to staff and access to other queer and trans people um, who are just, yeah, here and hanging out. So that's our sort of, like, entryway. Um, we also have safer sex supplies and menstrual supplies that are available to folks as long as Smith is open. That was really dope, by the way. I didn't even know that yeah. until, like, I came by. Totally. And it's right outside the center, so you don't even have to, like, come in. Mm-hmm. We want you to come in, but, like, if you're in a rush or whatever, you don't want to come in. They're outside the center and available to folks. Um, and then more of, like, what we do to support students. So we have Um, We help folks navigate like name changes, legal name overrides within PSU and also legally. Um, We do we do advocacy around like names and pronouns and just um, queer and like helping folks understand and support and celebrate and and actually um, kind of put into practice just like our queer and trans culture so that our students just feel like 
there are folks who understand and celebrate and want them to be here, want us to be here. Um, we have tons of affinity groups and are always open to more suggestions for affinity groups. So if you're like, oh, I like am this social location or have this experience and I want to talk to other queer and trans people who are have this similar experience than I do, like come talk to us. We love when people want to lead and facilitate affinity groups. Um, we have identity-based and coming out support for folks. Um, yeah, and like we do a lot of uh advocacy around policy too policy mm -hmm. changes around PSU yeah and we have tons of events and conferences and like yeah we have our um, transaction and care conference and trans empowerment resistance and resilient day, resilient days coming up um, alongside launching this project around collecting and disseminating pronouns across mm -hmm. academic um, spaces. So like if you put your pronouns in BandWeb, then it'll kind of populate and show up like on your class roster or on campus so that your teachers can refer to you in a way that reflects the way that you want to be referred to, mm -hmm. um, sort of affirm people in that way. So we're always working on different projects and um, showing up in different spaces and just also working alongside folks who are in crisis as well, especially queer and trans folks who um, might want someone who has a similar or can empathize or understand their lived experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I think making those policy changes within an institution or like a higher ed institution like PSU is really important because mm -hmm. um, we, we kind of talked about the unique position that the QRC is in. Mm -hmm. Like it's a place for welcoming and uplifting queer and trans folks, mm -hmm. but it, it can be hard to like even exist yes. in a higher ed institution. Yeah. Um, so that's why like your work is so important as a director, just like advocating for those policy changes. And mm -hmm. even if it seems like a small thing, like having your pronouns next to your name on the class roster, like that could be a small thing for you, but it could be a huge thing for someone else. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I think that's really cool that um, you're not just like, I mean, the affinity groups and like all the work that you're doing within the QRC is really awesome, but it's especially like important to have that broader reach on the institutional level. Yeah, yeah, thanks for naming that. I feel like, you know, higher education is built upon the foundation of like white bodied supremacy, right? And mm -hmm. that's part of why we exist and like cultural resource centers exist and women, mm -hmm. women's resource centers, all the resource centers exist because um, historically folks who have these identities and experiences have not been welcomed in higher education. So yeah, yeah we're always sort of in tension with mm -hmm. the history, with the institution um, and trying to change culture, which yeah. takes time, which takes energy. Yeah, and like change can come from within as well. It's totally. not like an outsider thing, like you can make change within the system. Um, it obviously is hard. I'm not gonna say that yeah. it's not, but um, it's not impossible. Totally. So. Yeah, um, that kind of goes into our third question for you that says like, how are, re how are the resources catered to the queer community at the QRC? Like what makes these resources different at the mm -hmm. QRC than they would be, for example, like at the WRC mm -hmm. or like, what are the major differences and how does your advocacy and outreach look? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we worked, it's it's funny, we worked really closely with the WRC and mm -hmm. some, of the, some yeah. of the other resource centers. We call it, we're like sibling resource centers. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what makes us different, I think. What sets you apart? What sets us apart, besides, again, <laughs> the green velvet couches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, that's what oh, it says. says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's, 
you know, what we working specifically with and for queer and trans Mm -hmm. folks sets us apart. And, um, you know, it's hard to say because we are so intersectional. Yeah. And that's one thing that is also really cool Mm -hmm. is that we can work within every single resource center. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because there's going to be queer people in every resource center, no matter what resource center it is. We are, turns out, we're everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) We're infiltrating your homes and putting green velvet couches (laughs) in them. (laughs) I would love that, honestly. Um, Yeah, so I think that is one thing, actually, that that is unique, is that we are so intersectional and weave in and out of literally every single part of PSU. yeah, which is really cool. And PSU has a remarkably high queer and trans yeah. population. Yeah, let's talk about that. So in the incoming fall class of 2021, there was somewhere between 40 and 42 percent of folks mm-hmm. who chose to answer the demographics identified as uh, not cis heterosexual, which is like 42% of the The student body. That's huge. Humongo. I know. So we have, there's so many people on so many different journeys. And even between the years 2018 and 2021, Mm -hmm. some populations like the bisexual population, um, folks who are identifying as bisexual have like doubles. One from like 4 point some percent to like Mm 11.5% or something. They're not the exact stats, but you can fact Mm -hmm. check me, anybody. But um, (laughs) yeah, just saying that there's we like PSU, the population is growing. And I think that's a reflection of just the wider queer and trans population. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. And kind of like a, a generational shift as yes. well. Like so many young people are starting to come out as queer, realize or step into their queerness in a way that hasn't necessarily been seen before. Yep. Um, so that's really cool to know that like the student body there's just such a big number of us all. So I know. <laughs> Makes I'm me happy. Over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. Um, and another thing I want to highlight too is at the Queer Resource Center, we recognize that uh, whiteness mm-hmm. has dominated queer yeah. and trans spaces. And that is not accurate portrayal mm-hmm. of like who is actually in those spaces or who. Yeah are queer and trans like if you look at the movements for queer and trans rights we have like Marshall P. Johnson, Sylvia Rivera like there's always been um, black indigenous POC oftentimes women and trans women but folks at like at the forefront of our movements um, so we really value and invest in and uplift and celebrate and take and once once you center the values and actions of um, BIPOC queer and trans BIPOC students um, and do a lot of programming and representation of that specific population, recognizing how um, the different systemic oppressions affect BIPOC, queer and trans people more so than like yeah. it would affect me as a white person, yeah, for totally. example. So like decentering whiteness and mm-hmm. um, uplifting, investing in moving towards and having specific program that is run by queer and trans BIPOC folk um, for not only queer, like a lot, some spaces are specifically for queer and trans BIPOC folk, but like recognizing when we elevate and support and invest in um, the most marginalized that like we all kind of benefit from that. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm really glad we touched on that and just like comparing the different population and its existence. Um, and then speaking of that, about like all the work you've done at Portland State, um, we also had questions about beyond the work that is being achieved at this institution, what are some of the other works and outreach that you've done outside of Portland State just to help like the community as a whole? Mm -hmm. Totally. Another cool part about um, our work mm -hmm. is that it does spread beyond what we are doing specifically here. And I think it's awesome. It's it's important to locate, like we're in downtown Portland, Oregon, yeah. mm -hmm. and there is, we very much in, intersect and inter entwine, I suppose, yeah. um, with the greater Portland community. So um, we work closely or have partnerships or communication with um, some other queer and trans uh, organizations like we work with Smirk over um, at 10th and Columbia and they also have a living room um, space which is in, I'm blanking right now, uh, I think Clackamas, yes. Um, and then like the Q Center, we work with PCC's Queer Resource Centers, mm -hmm. um, Cascade AIDS Projects. Uh, yeah, we're just, there's so many different places. We work um, a lot too with mental health care providers and just mm -hmm making sure that we know who are the queer and trans and BIPOC mental health and and like physical health providers um, who are doing work that we would can recommend our students to or know like what insurance they're taking yeah. or like who people are in the community so that we can both send students to them but also that they can come like our, our queer students of, of color conference that happens every year in the spring um, that's that's a national conference and mm -hmm. we have folks from all over the U.S. and all over the state and the city who can come and mm -hmm. participate in that one. So there are like community partnerships um, and we're always looking for more too. Yeah. Yeah. Having that like partnership with different um, community projects is really important. And like I didn't know that the QRC did that like in terms of, you know, connecting with providers who are queer and trans friendly mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like yep. that's a really, really major health issue for a lot of queer and trans people is like, you can go get healthcare, mm -hmm. but like you don't know if you're gonna be like safe in that totally. spot. So having that kind of like list of referrals, like yep. what you said, is really awesome. And we work closely with y'all over at Shack. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, yeah. you want to talk a little bit more about like the partnership um, with Shack and yeah. how you provide support for trans and queer students mm -hmm. here? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah, we love Shack. Uh, <laughs> we <you>. love Shack. <laughs> yeah, we love Shack. Um, Totally. So the QRC and Shack have had, I mean, we've worked really closely together for so many years, way before I got here. Um, so I want to shout out the folks who have come before me and the folks who are actually here at Shack who have been here for a long time, um, working to make gender affirming care possible, not only possible, but like readily available and mm -hmm. make, making everybody um aware of the different issues or struggles or access barriers that queer and trans people have to accessing mental health care and physical health care. Um, so there's a queer and trans health team that uh, we have a few members of the QRC who sit on that team. Um, we review documents, procedures, we do cross training where we are just like keeping up to date of what is changing, what language is evolving, what language are we using and mm -hmm. um, kind of have, yeah, have different trainings on different topics. And Shaq is really good at implementing the recommendations and hearing 
the feedback from students and actually taking action on it. So I love yeah. getting to be on that team and like be a part of different hiring processes as they're hiring like specific, like a BIPOC counselor and a queer and trans counselor. Um, and, you know, I know Shaq works closely with OHSU, which has really awesome um, gender affirming care units as well. And we're just always in conversation trying to stay as up to date and um, making healthcare and mental health care as accessible as possible for queer and trans folks. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Julie and I were just talking about how like healthcare is always constantly evolving. So the people involved in healthcare need to also be mm -hmm. consistently evolving and changing their language and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So having that partnership with the QRC and Shack is really like really important and also just provides a um, more affirming space for mm -hmm. students seeking gender affirming um, health care like yes, that. Yes, totally. Yeah. Um, and then also you mentioned something about the pen pal projects as well. Do you want to go into that? For totally. A bit? Yeah. I didn't even talk about our volunteer programs. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Um, so we have uh, sort of like two different programs, but they're mm -hmm. all volunteer based. One is called Queries and Queries is like queer and trans stories and going it's, it's um, run by one of our students, and we have volunteers who participate and also facilitate panels on specific topics and go into classrooms or departments um, where students can ask other students and sometimes staff um, questions, and then students can also share their experience. So that's just like, again, more awareness, um, more visibility, and just also oftentimes affirms other people's experiences. And then we have our volunteer coordinator, um, who will link all of the, you can get a whole, you can figure out where to sign up for volunteering, um, who has several different programs as well. And one that um, uh, one that has existed is a pen pal project between um, grade schoolers, like queer and trans people who are in grade school who can have pen pals with college students and like have open communication. Um, and then we are working on partnering with Black and Pink, um, which is a dope organization. I think everyone should go check out. Um, and they do a lot of work around um, prison abolishment and also, uh, yeah, working to connect trans folks who are in the criminal legal system with pen pals outside, mm -hmm. um, just as, a, again, a way of communication, affirmation, and continued um, support and relationship mm -hmm. building, even like yeah, for folks who are in the in the criminal legal system, which is really dope. So we're hoping to start that one up in the next few weeks, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we just have tons of opportunities to volunteer. And um, Black and Pink also does, they do like a holiday mm -hmm. um, writing letter. Like they'll yes. send you supplies if you get a group of people that you want to like have a little holiday writing club. Yep. You can, they'll send you supplies so that you can send holiday cards to people who are in prison. Yep. Um which is really cool. And like anybody can do it and they'll mm -hmm. like send it to you. So totally. and the holidays are coming up. So if yeah. any listeners are interested in that, I really encourage you to yeah. do so. And there's a specific Portland chapter too. Yeah. To link up with. Yeah, yep. totally. Yeah. Um, so what are some of, because we were talking about like volunteering opportunities and all that, what are some of the upcoming events that students should be aware of? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so right now we are in October where we this is the 12th year for um, collecting names of faculty of out faculty and staff and also allies across campus. And then we publish that list. Um, students can also sign it if they choose. It is a public list that folks can um, sign and we use that as like a compass for queer and trans folks to know like who to go to, who is queer and trans. Um, 
in faculty and staff and some students as well. And then we'll publish that at the very end of the month. And then that brings us into November, which is uh, Trans Awareness Month. And we're going to have a bunch of activities um, that you can find on our Instagram, our newsletter, or website about what we're, we got going on there. And we'll also be attaching all of that in the description yeah. box. So if yeah. you're curious, yeah. all the resources all the resources we'll be talking about will be attached in our description. So no worries. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, y'all. I appreciate you. Um, so yeah, we're going to have folks like folks coming in to teach workshops. Uh, we'll also have just other activities and social activities going on. So that will be that schedule will be released soon. Um, and then yeah, after that for I mean, go into we're already like already in week four, which is mm -hmm. wild. Yeah. Right? We're in week four. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it this morning. <laughs> As always, I'm double checking. Um, so yeah, so then that's going to be the main event for the fall. And then we'll have just other series throughout the other terms as well. But um, there's always something going on. And then our affinity groups are always happening. And we also have a queer and trans disability mixer, but that's tomorrow. Um, but our queer and trans affinity group is our, dis, our queer and trans disability affinity group. There we go. Um, is also starting up. So that's something that folks can link cool. into too. Yeah. Y'all are partnering and creating affinity affinity groups like crazy. Like I know. amazing. I know. <laughs> yeah. You got an we're like the yeah, you know that meme with Oprah where it's like you get an yeah. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I love it. No, yeah, I'm really glad that you've introduced us to all those opportunities and like what we said, we'll list all these out. So if y'all are interested or if y'all would like to contact Murph for more information, y'all can do that. Yeah. Um, and to just wrap things out, we understand that this is your first year as the coordinator, which we're very excited for you. Um, what are some goals that you have for the year? And what are some of the changes that you would like to see as you work here and as we move forward as not only a community, as an institution, but just mm -hmm. as a whole? Yeah. Hmm. So some goals that I have for the year are um, to continue to create opportunities for more and more folks to connect to the QRC. I also want to recognize and acknowledge that we are still in a pandemic mm -hmm. and we have all experienced so much collectively and individually over the last three years. So I want my staff and students to like find the Queer Resource Center and have a, like may, I want it to be a place of rest as well. And like being leaders in recognizing we are all, we are all are working from a place of less and also have less resources. Um, so doing less with less, but making like more like communal connections and community building while we are um, working to our capacity. So that's a goal that I have is like mm -hmm. not to burn out and not mm -hmm. to have, and like to teach by example and encourage other people to, move slowly and intentionally. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, we're kind of in a rebuilding phase of the QRC mm -hmm. where, you know, we've been closed. Our drop-in space has physically been closed um, up until this term. And uh, we had a lot of staff turnover and a lot of our student staff have graduated. So we're kind of um, figuring out as we go along too. So I'm hoping to have new creative ideas to listen to what is actually happening and respond to like what the students' needs are. Um, and yeah, and go at a pace that feels sustainable and like really try and uplift and center um, queer and trans joy in that too. So having places of celebration and rest and joy um, are some goals that I have, but yeah, we're sort of rebuilding and rediscovering like who we are as the QRC and what the need and the desire of the students are for us in that space too. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. And as I mean, I'm speaking on probably everyone, but we're really grateful that y'all are here and just offering all those opportunities and resources. And that was beautiful. And I'm really excited to see how QRC or the QRC will grow and eventually just prosper. So, yeah. No, yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time and joining us and just talking about the QRC. Like I said, I'll have all of the resources and information linked below. So if y'all are interested, feel free to check it out. But yeah, yeah, of course. It's super cool. Go sit on the couch, y'all. Yes, sit on the couch. <laughs> Take right. a selfie. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, thank you so much, Murph. I really appreciate your time and being here. And um, yeah, it was good to talk with you and get to know you. And Totally. I love the QRC. Yeah, thanks for highlighting I us. do too. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the What's Up podcast. We'll catch up with you next week. We at Shack are fully committed to the physical and emotional health and wellness of PSU students. Please call ahead to use our health services for flu shots, free COVID testing, or general appointments at 503-725-2800. Counseling services are still available via telehealth, and you can schedule your appointments by calling that same number at 503-725-2800. If you're looking for more health and wellness resources, you can check out our online health magazine that gets sent to your pdx.edu email every Wednesday, or you can download the CampusWell app. Also, feel free to check out the virtual MindSpot experience to rest, relax, and rejuvenate wherever you have internet access. We will be including resources links in the episode description, as well as a link to the episode transcript. If you have any questions about health, wellness, shack, or anything we discussed in this podcast, please fill out the Google form in the episode description. Thanks for listening and take care. We'll see you next week on What's Up, Wellness from the Third Floor.